Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be running through my start sits at the wide receiver position. So going through every single fantasy relevant wide out and listing them as a start or a sit. So do I trust them in my lineup? They're going to be thumbnails down below. If you guys just want to jump around to the matchups that contain your players, totally fine. So those will be down in the description. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. You can ask me any fantasy questions down below and I'll be responding to every single person. But let's just get right into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Packers taking on the Cardinals. Definitely a bummer. We found out that Devontae Adams, looks like he's on the COVID reserve or whatever. So he's probably not gonna be ready to play on Thursday, which definitely kind of lowers the excitement of this game because this was gonna be a really solid matchup between the Packers and the Cardinals could definitely still be a great game, but it definitely shifts up this wide receiver room for the Packers. So far this season, Devontae Adams has had an absurd target share. He's getting, you know, 40 plus percent of the targets to the wide receivers. And so with him out, it really opens up all these other wideouts to potential starts. So I ended up going with Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling as starts. Lazard had a really nice week seven performance. And it looks like Valdez Scantling is going to come off of the IR. He was someone I kind of had my eye on coming into the season. So obviously, if we find out he's out or, you know, he's going to be playing on a limited basis, then he's not going to be a start. But if he's healthy and ready to go, I do think those guys are potential plays. We know this Cardinals offense is very good. So the Packers are still going to have to be throwing the ball a ton. And then I'm going to be sitting at Randall Cobb for the Cardinals. I feel confident with Hopkins, Kirk, and AJ Green in my lineup. I really like Rondell Moore as a player, but I just don't trust him. His usage has not been there. Then on to Sunday, we have the Bengals taking on the Jets. And for the Bengals, Jamar Chase locked into your lineup. He's a top 12 wide receiver rest of season. And then T Higgins is also gonna be a start. Tyler Boyd's a sit, just not enough volume for me to want him in my lineup. On the Jet side, it looks like Zach Wilson is going to be out a few weeks. They just traded for Joe Flacco, so he may be getting the start this week. I still like Corey Davis as a start. Definitely a little bit less confident in that, but he's the clear wide receiver one on this team, and I'm going to be sitting at Jamison Crowder and Elijah Moore. Then we have a divisional game between the Titans and the Colts. For the Titans, A.J. Brown is back, and it's great to see. Unfortunately, the number two Julio Jones just really hasn't been living up to his draft price. So he is going to be a sit on the Colts side. Michael Pittman is looking like a stud as of late. So he's a start. And then I just don't really want to deal with any of these other Colts wide receivers. So Michael Pittman is the only one I want in my starting lineup. Then we've got the Rams taking on the Houston Texans. And on this Rams side, Cooper Cup, no brainer. The man has been absurd. He's probably going to be the wide receiver one when this season is said and done. He's averaging like 27 points per game for PPR. He has been absurd. I still like Robert Woods as a start, just not even close to Cooper Cup. And then I'm gonna be sitting Van Jefferson. He's been a solid contributor so far, but I just do not trust him as much as I do trust Cup and Woods. On the other side, I do like Brandon Cooks, really hoping that Tyrod Taylor is going to be back. He came off the IR, they activated him. So hopefully he is ready to go here in week eight because that's going to be a big benefit for Brandon Cooks moving forward. We have a divisional game between the Steelers and the Browns. On the Steelers side, 
This is going to be a two-man show at wide receiver. I really like both Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool moving forward now that Juju is out for the season. So both of those guys are going to be starts on this Browns team. I just don't trust either of these guys. Odell has been very disappointing. I didn't trust him coming into the season. He was someone that I was actively fading in drafts. And a lot of the reasons why I didn't like him have kind of been showing through here. It's not necessarily his ability. You know, there have been countless clips where he is wide open and he is just not hit by whoever is playing quarterback. But also this is just a run first team. They're going to be winning with their running backs. Even in a game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt out, they're still feeding Dearness Johnson. Now with Jarvis Landry back, there's just not going to be enough touches to go around. So Landry and OBJ are sits. In this Eagles-Lions matchup, I'm actually only going to be starting one wide receiver, and that is Devonta Smith, sitting Jalen Rager, sitting Quez Watkins. For this Lions team, I'm not starting anyone. Sitting Khalif Raymond, sitting Amon Ra, sitting Tyrell Williams if he comes back. You know, every week it seems like one of these guys has a big game, and then the next week it's just a totally different player. So only guy in this matchup I want is Smith. Niners-Bears is up next. And actually in this matchup, I'm also going to be only starting one wide receiver, and it is Debo Samuel. The man has been a top 12 wide receiver to start off this season. I don't really see why that's going to change. He's really the only wide receiver who's actually been contributing. I have Brandon Ayuk listed as a sit. Honestly, it's kind of generous of me to even include him on this graphic. He's been terrible. A lot of people had high expectations for him myself included. He is non-existent in this offense. At this point, he should not be owned in you know 10 or 12 team leagues. He should be on waivers. There's been no sign that he is going to break out and start to play well. So he's a sit on this Bears team. The Bears offense is just atrocious. You can't trust A-Rob or Darnell Mooney moving forward. Then it's a divisional game between the Panthers and the Falcons. For the Panthers, DJ Moore is a lock in your lineup and Robbie Anderson is a sit. Actually, as of late, Robbie Anderson has seen some nice volume, and he has done absolutely nothing with it. So early in the season, he wasn't seeing the opportunities. Now he's seen them, and he still hasn't played well. So no reason for me to want to start him. On the Falcon side, Calvin Ridley is still a lock in people's lineups, and I'm going to be sitting Russell Gage. He did have a really nice kind of comeback game here in week seven. I just want to see it one more time before I throw him in my starting lineup. Then another divisional game between the Dolphins and the Bills. For the Dolphins, I only have Jalen Waddle listed here. We don't know if Devontae Parker is going to be back. Is Will Fuller going to be off of IR? We just don't know. You know, even if all those guys play, the number one guy I want on this team is Jalen Waddle. He has played very well as of late. He has been a target monster. So I like Waddle in my lineup. On the other side with the Bills, I think it's safe to go with Diggs, Sanders, and Cole Beasley all in your lineup. Next matchup is between the Patriots and the Chargers. On the Patriots side, I'm still going to be going with Jacoby Myers. In PPR formats, the man is just very consistent. He's not going to be a total bust in your lineup. Just really hoping the man can get into the end zone. It's been absurd, you know, his lack of touchdown luck. And it's not even that he's not being targeted there. He's had some opportunities. He's had some things called back by penalties. So maybe this is the week, but honestly, I'm not banking on it. Kendrick Bourne has had solid back-to-back performances, but when you look into it, one game he had one reception for 75 yards and a touchdown, then he threw a touchdown pass in week seven. So just not production that I think is sustainable moving forward. So he's a sit. And then same thing with Nelson Aguilar. For the Chargers, I'm expecting a major bounce back game. 
Remember the last time we saw them was in week six where they just got absolutely destroyed. So I still love Keenan Allen and Mike Williams as starts. Then we have the Jaguars traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. On the Jaguar side, I'm actually going to be fine with Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault as starts. With DJ Chark out for the season, it kind of concentrated the targets a little bit more between Marvin Jones and LaVisca. The Seahawks defense is not great, so I do think this could be a decent matchup for those guys. On the Seahawks side, listen, I understand that offense looked so bad against the Saints. The passing game was horrendous. Two receptions for DK, two receptions for Tyler Lockett. Lockett essentially did nothing in your lineup. DK, I mean, would have done nothing as well if he didn't have that one huge play, which could have been offensive pass interference. Wasn't called, so he ends up kind of saving his day. So I could understand, you know, maybe having some reservations about playing these guys, especially Tyler Lockett. And I was actually going to list Tyler Lockett as a sit until I looked at this matchup. This Jaguar secondary is not top tier. And so if there ever was a game where you'd be starting Tyler Lockett with Geno Smith at quarterback, this would be the one. So do I love Lockett as a start? No, but I am going to list him here, you know, in case you're desperate. Next matchup is the Washington football team taking on the Broncos. For Washington, Terry McLaurin's really the only guy here every single week, and he is locked in as a start. For the Broncos, I'm going to be listing Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy as starts. It looks like Jerry Judy is going to make his return here in week eight, so that's going to be great to see. I still think both of those guys can have an impact, and this Washington defense is definitely not top tier. Then I'm going to be sitting Tim Patrick. He's been operating as the wide receiver two with Judy out, but now that Judy is back, as the wide receiver three, I just don't see the value there with him. Buccaneers versus Saints is up next, and I'm gonna be starting all three of these Bucks wide receivers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, both played absurd in week seven. Antonio Brown missed week seven with an ankle injury. I'd expect him to be back here in week eight. If he's not, obviously he's a sit, and that just makes Mike Evans and Chris Godwin more valuable. On the Saints side, I'm gonna be sitting all of these wide receivers unless somehow Michael Thomas comes back which it does not look like is going to happen. It seems like every week I've been talking about how the Bucks secondary is not good. It's banged up. There's all these injuries, but the Bucks have just had a great stretch of kind of weak passing attacks. So coming into this, you know, Monday night football game last night, I was thinking, you know, depending on how the Saints looked, Marquez Callaway could be a potential solid play. After watching how bad that Saints passing attack looked, I don't trust any of these wide receivers. Alvin Kamara is the clear cut number one wide out on that team, and he doesn't even play the position. In this next game, we have the Cowboys taking on the Vikings, and it is just going to be starts all over the place. CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper locked in. Then it looks like Michael Gallup may return here in week eight. If he is returned and ready to go, I honestly think he's a solid start. You know, he's probably not the best play to have as like your wide receiver two or even wide receiver three, but maybe you're dealing with some injuries, some guys on bye week. He could be a potential flex play. On the other side with the Vikings, no brainer every week. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are in your lineups. And then for Monday Night Football, final game of the week, we have the Giants taking on the Chiefs. I don't even know where to start here with this Giants wide receiver room. You've got Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, and Kadarius Toney all missed week seven. You had Darius Slayton, who finally came back from that hamstring injury. And then you have Pettis, who played in week seven as well. On this graphic, I have Sterling Shepard as a start. If Sterling Shepard plays, basically no matter what happens, I would like to start Sterling Shepard. If Sterling Shepard is back and Kadarius Tony is back, 
then I would start Kadarius Toney. If Sterling Shepard is back and Kenny Galladay is back, then I would start Kenny Galladay. If all three of those guys are back, Shepard, Tony, and Kenny Galladay, then I would only want to start Sterling Shepard. If all three of those guys are out, Shepard, Tony, and Galladay, then you could potentially start Darius Slayton or Pettis, but it just gets a little bit risky. Hopefully some of those guys could come back. I understand that was probably really confusing, but there's just so many different variations that would change up You know how I list these guys as starts or sits. It's much simpler on the other side with the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill locked in start. McCole Hardman or anyone else in that wide receiver room is a sit. But that is going to wrap it up for this video. If you guys enjoyed the video, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ask me anything down below. I'll respond to you ASAP. Thank you guys for stopping by. Go check out my running back start sits. I'm going to be putting out the quarterbacks and tight ends tomorrow. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.